0: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
1: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash?
0: I just said our cash isn't content.
1: Shh. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit RedCrossBlood.org slash OurBlood to make an appointment now. Baby. What up? I ain't got no job, man. Mm.
0: What do you mean you got no job? I'm working with Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I will say, on the bright side of things, I am happy to have you home and be more prepared for a situation like this, this time around.
1: Deadass. Deadass.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen.
1: And I'm Davao.
0: And we're the Ellis's.
1: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
0: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
1: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention: we're married.
1: Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics—things
0: most folks don't want
1: to talk about—through the lens of a millennial married couple. Dead ass is a term that we say every day. So when we say dead ass, we're actually saying facts, one hundred, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about <laughs> to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level.
0: Deadass starts right now.
1: I'm going to take y'all back all the way back to May. <laughs> May.
0: I always laugh when you say all the way back because it could be like yesterday, it could be May, or it could be like 2002.
1: <laughs> Yo, so, <laughs> no, matter of fact, I'm going to take y'all even further back mm-hmm. than May. I'm going to take you back to April. April, I'm in Canada. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're filming uh, filming a movie that I can't disclose yet because we're on strike. I and cannot also, wait for that. When sidebar. I can't disclose it, I'm going to be excited to tell you guys about it, but we're filming. Yes. And then I hear from Tyler Perry Studios that the scripts for season seven of Sisters are starting to come out. Mm-hmm. And when we get the scripts, we're looking through the scripts and we ner- notice that there are some changes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there are some characters who are no longer here?
0: Who are no longer and in the script? No longer or in, the story. in the
1: script or okay. in the story, right? Okay. And we're starting to like wonder, like, what's what's going on? And we found out that uh, TP is no longer writing the scripts for sisters, mm-hmm. and he's hired a writers' room. Mm-hmm. So the writers took liberties to write their own stories for certain characters, introduce new characters, mm-hmm. and dismiss certain characters. Mm-hmm. So, the characters that have been on the show that are no longer gonna be on the show found out via a phone call mm. approximately three weeks before we were supposed to start filming in May. Wow. So, we're planning to go back mm-hmm. to film, and then you find out that you're not gonna be on the show. Yeah. Right? And it was heartbreaking for us because there's a camaraderie, right? I remember mm-hmm. being cut in the NFL, oh, man. and you get that phone call. They ask you to come bring your playbook and you get cut. And then, like, the team just keep, continues to go on. Like, you go back home, you with your family, you don't see your teammates no more. Your teammates walk in the door one day and they're like, yo, where's Ellis?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're like, yo, Ellis got cut. Yeah, And it's kind of like, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, I remembered that feeling and having to deal with that with some of my castmates. And it kind of hurt because it brought me back, but then I felt sorry for them because... Three weeks, you're planning on getting these next group of checks. Right. So that you can plan out the rest of your year. Mm -hmm. Because as an actor, there's no guarantee that you book. You know, sometimes you have good years, sometimes you have bad years. And in bad years, you know, you're constantly auditioning, but you may just not have a project that fits you. Mm -hmm. So you don't make that additional money. And I remember saying, like, man, like, I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of us that we prepared a table for our family to eat Mm -hmm. if I don't book anything or if I ever get cut from a project. And then literally after doing season seven, we hear about the writer's strike. And they were saying, oh, the writers will be on strike but we're supposed to go back and shoot Zatima in August. Mm -hmm. And now we're in June and July and we hear the SAG strike is happening. And then I get that phone call that we won't be returning in August. Right. And I was like, wow. I was just saying to Kadeem, at least we know what we have to do if this ever happens to us. And now we're literally here and it's happening in to that us. Boat. Very simple for karaoke today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you back to a time when we were rapping about things that mattered. <laughs> fight the power. <laughs> fight the power, that a. B.
2: A. I'm going to say fight the power. A. Now. Fight the power with that beef.
1: Or and right now, man. power is the AMPTP, mm. uh, and ptp that was all of the collection of studios that yeah. the actors are fighting against yeah. to get fair wages, uh, fight against AI, and also health insurance, which is a big man, deal.
0: listen. It's a lot of layers to this yes. whole thing here. And yes. I think it's worth us kind of chatting about it. We're going to talk about what the Screen Actors Guild, AFTRA, is and um, why they're striking.
1: and And ultimately... The importance of knowing your labor union
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and understanding what your role can be in any of this, because it may not be a sad strike for you. You could be a teacher. They The teacher been talking about going on strikes. Uh, UPS workers just went on strike. Mm-hmm. Amazon workers were on strikes mm-hmm. at one point. And I feel like it's important for people to understand why strikes happen. Right. Why labor unions exist, but how you can protect your family in times where you may have to strike and not work for sure.
0: And then how we've been able to find a silver lining around all that. So stay tuned. We're going to pay some bills with whatever money DeVale got in his bank account now. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen,
0: baby. (laughs) And we'll be
1: back. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people.
0: That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth.
1: Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective.
0: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
1: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash?
0: I just said our cash isn't content.
1: Shh. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your
1: chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
0: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
1: I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
0: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
1: All right, so... So
0: we're back. We're back. So if you've tried to tune in to your favorite daily shows like The View or The Today Show, only to be surprised by a repeat episode from a few months ago, that's because Hollywood's performers and writers are now on strike, y'all. And if you are not in the entertainment industry, you may not know a lot about WGA or SAG-AFTRA unions. But if you're familiar with having a eight-hour workday, then you are familiar... With the work of unions. Okay, facts. so we're going to unpack that uh, for you today. We have some facts and stats, and then we'll be chit-chatting in between it just to kind of break some things down and develop being as though you are a member of SAG-AFSTRA. And AFSTRA, yes. I keep saying tongue-tie AFSTRA, um, since you are a member, you will be able to also break down what that looks like for you from an actor standpoint. Um, but let's start with the basics here in case mm-hmm. people don't know what a labor union is, right?
1: Well, well, before we even start about that. You want
0: to go back to the story let's first? Just, yeah,
1: let's just unpack the story, right, and how this yeah, affects let's people. let's do that. Let's right? do that. Um, the reason why strikes affect people, especially actors, and I, and I don't want to make it about actors only. For sure. Right. But I just want to clarify some things. Mm-hmm. And even even the NBA, because I was a part of the NFL PA yes. when I played in the NFL, which is the uh, Players Association, which is our labor union against the league, and... The NBA also has their own players union, right? Mm-hmm. When you watch people on TV, everyone assumes the minute that you make on TV, the minute you make it on TV, you've made it, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's a commercial or whether it's, it's a one-liner mm-hmm. or you have one word, you're a co-star on the show, people think, oh, you made it, you made millions of dollars. Right. That is absolutely wrong.
0: Much like when you were signed to the NFL. Yes. Oh, DeVal's a millionaire, multi-millionaire. That's
1: what people thought.
0: No, the hell he was. not <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was there
0: I seen the checks The checks wasn't checking
1: At one no, point No they, they wasn't checking They but wasn't I mean, checking you, But we were grateful We were extremely yes. Extremely grateful Grateful um, What people need to understand Even about performers Or even if you If you work As an actor mm-hmm. Not as an actor If you work as an, an athlete Right I'll give you I'll give you some stats Real quick right? Yeah yeah Duncan Crabtree Ireland The sag After National Executive Director Reports actors make Made a median salary Of $46,000 In 2021, a Mm. median salary. So most actors that you see make a median salary of $46,000. With the lower quartile averaging $30,000, those studios make over $12 billion a year.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: However, actors must make a minimum of around $26,000 a year to qualify for health care benefits. We've been there. According to, we've been there, Sean Sharma, an actor and SAG-AFTRA board member, just 12.7% of SAG-AFTRA members qualify for the union's health plan. Mm. Which means. Most of the people you watch on television. Still have to have another job. Right. Still have to f- carry some form of health insurance. So if they're Absolutely. only acting. And they're only making around $46,000, 47000 a year. If they're paying their own health insurance out of pocket. Because they don't qualify for SAG-AFTRA.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because that, that median doesn't mean that you only make that money acting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you could have done some. Uh, non-union work Mm -hmm. to still make up that money. But the truth of the matter is only 12% of actors have health insurance.
0: Do you remember when we were literally looking at the mail every single day? Yes. Knowing that we needed an additional I think it was like 35, it was like an exact number, 3592 was it or something? It was something like that. It was like down to a dollar that we needed to qualify for health insurance. At this point we had Jackson. I was trying to go back to freelancing yeah, versus being had full-time. Yeah, we just had Jackson. Jackson was too. Yes. I was trying to go back to freelancing um, so that I would have more flexibility with my schedule to spend more time with you and yeah. Jackson to kind of make my own business flourish. But I was holding on to my job in retail because I'm yeah. like, I needed this health insurance for the family. And DeVal made me a promise. DeVal said, he yeah. I promise you, he said, as soon as I get enough money in from these commercials and my residuals, you will be able to cut back a little bit to start your own makeup business yeah. and have flexibility to be home with us. yeah. And I mean, literally every day checking the mail checking and counting the, mail. the dollars and adding everything up, but also the uncertainty of not knowing when that would even happen. Yeah. yeah. And getting that check almost down to the dollar amount just to qualify for health insurance and then having to maintain that. Yeah. So you can get it for a quarter, you can
1: get it for a quarter, but if you don't maintain but if it, if you don't
0: maintain it, yeah. it's like what happens then?
1: Well, here's the crazy part is that, um, I I was one of those actors before I became a series regular. Mm-hmm. I was doing commercials, mm-hmm. work, living off of residuals, but I also owned a gym, owned a yes. nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. uh, mentoring young men and women. I was also a substitute teacher. Like there were so many things. You helped supplement our income by working freelance as a makeup artist. Oh yeah. Like we had multiple jobs while I was pursuing my acting career. Mm-hmm. And, I remember, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this before we get into all the details of the strike, but I remember when I got cut by the NFL. And at that time, that was our only source of revenue. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I got cut in 2008. That's when the economic crisis happened. And I ended up having to go back to the University of Michigan to work as a learning coordinator. And that's how you started working at Mac that fall. And I remember saying to myself, never again in my life will I allow one source of income to be my my sole source of revenue mm-hmm. for my entire family. Yeah. Because if that revenue was stopped for whatever reason, then we're fucked.
0: Particularly in a field like, for example, professional sports. Right. Or, you know, uh, the entertainment industry right. when so much of your livelihood is dependent on someone else's decision. Right. You know, somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning and decides, you know what, I'm going to go with this person instead of that person. Or... Oh, we have this role, and you know this person looks good, but ah, he doesn't look as good with this person, so we can't match them. Like that was, I think, the biggest thing. Knowing the fields that you were in, too, it was that much harder to maintain a job.
1: What what I'm gonna say now, I I want people to really listen to, right? Because Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna say is gonna sound um, disheartening for some, but it is it is an an absolute fact, Mm -hmm. and it is the truth. To be accepted or to get an opportunity mm-hmm. in any field, whether it's TV film, whether it's being an athlete, whether it's being a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. whether it's being an executive at a tech firm, right, requires more than just your ability to do the job.
2: Right,
1: right? like The world is overpopulated. Mm-hmm. There are tons of people that can do the same job you can do, yeah. but what is required to get that opportunity is relationships. And I feel like a lot of people miss out on opportunities because they refuse to build and maintain relationships that can give them opportunities, mm. right? So I feel like I was able to reach this level
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I understood the value of relationships early also on. From playing
0: really hard, though.
1: Oh no, no, no! Absolutely, I, I won't. I won't discredit someone who works hard, mm-hmm. right? But, but my thing is. Just working hard and mm-hmm. being good at the job is not, enough. not enough.
0: I get that. You I know, that. I you remember agree. the old
1: saying, um, it's not what you know, it's, it's who, who you, you know. know. Right. That's not even the saying. Sure ain't. It's, it's not who you know, it's mm-hmm. who knows you. Yep. And who likes you.
0: Right. Because and who people... wants to be around you. Thank you. And who wants to work with you. Thank
1: you. That's what I wanted to get to, babe. Yes. That's it. Imagine you have to work, whether it's on a team and you got to spend 14 hours and travel with them. Mm-hmm. Or you're on a set and it's 18 hours and you yes. may have to travel with them. Or you, you're working in sales. Or you're working as a Fortune 500 company. Yes. You have to be with these people more often than you have to be with your family. Man, compatibility. People don't want to work with people they don't like.
0: <laughs> That's a fact. Or it's hard to work with.
1: You know what I'm saying? For sure. So a lot of it ends up being clicky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hollywood is clicky. Right. Yes. the Basketball is clicky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Working in the financial district, it's clicky. Why right. do people hire so many of their friends in the, fin- why is nepotism such a big deal right. in every industry? Because people like to work with people they like.
0: It's a classic case of, I know a guy. Yes. Or I know a girl. Yes. Or I know somebody who, man, not only his, is yes. he a beast at his job or is she a beast at her job, but this person is just cool to be around. They're cool to be around. They're going to make it a breeze. Right. Yep
1: reason why I wanted to put that out there first is because what I'm going to say next Mm -hmm. is going to bother people, right? (laughs) Okay. How many blockbuster movies come out every summer? We'll say, let's say there's eight weeks in the summer. Okay. Eight weeks in the summer, right? Let's just say that's eight blockbuster movies. A week, a blockbuster movie comes out every week, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the case, but let's just say that's the case. Mm -hmm. You got eight blockbuster movies. Do you know how many people want to be the lead actor mm-hmm. in those movies?
0: Yeah.
1: Mad millions of people.
0: Mad at them. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and of those millions of people, those people are constantly working and working and working on their craft, um, taking acting lessons, going to conservatory, going to all of these schools to learn about being the best performer they can be. Mm-hmm. They're only going to pick eight. And of yeah. those eight, typically they go with people who've already had a certain level of success or they know.
0: Or experience, yeah. Or
1: experience. So you have millions of people fighting for those eight positions. Same way in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Same way if you're going to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's no different. It's a very limited space, but there's millions of people fighting for those jobs. Those people who are constantly working and fighting are the working class actor.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That what, Who you see in those eight blockbuster movies mm-hmm. is not the working class actor. No. Nope. When you look at a Tom Cruise, a, a Will Smith, a Tom Hanks, a Wesley Snipes, a Denzel, those are actors who've worked their way through the ranks who be, were able to become the top 1%. Same thing as you look at a Steph Curry and a, Le- a LeBron James. But those are not the working class mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who the unions have to protect. And the reason why I'm saying this is because when people hear these stories, about actors who may have lost their homes or or may have to go to food banks. Or, for example, the young man who played Elvin on the Cosby show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who he was working at Trader Joe's right. and people saw him and was taking videos and was right. just like, yo, this is Elvin. Yeah. How is he working? Like, guys... Everybody is not going to make millions of dollars Best in television.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of kind of rude and disrespectful for people to insinuate that just because somebody is in a position where they are now having to return to an everyday job or a nine to five because right. they may have been on TV years right. ago thinking that they were frivolous with their money. Right. Or that they were just being, you know, like thinking right. the money was going to keep coming and that's not the case. Sometimes it's
1: not the case. Sometimes the, the, what happens is you, you get an opportunity, you work on a show. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. You, you work on a pilot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pilot gets picked up.
2: Picked up, yep.
1: Pilot gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Yo, pilot gets picked up. When you first sign on to do a pilot, you sign a contract in case that pilot gets picked up. Right. Say that pilot gets picked. Say, say for example, it's for a cable network, right? The base the base for that pilot is you'll make $25,000 per episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How many episodes in a cable show? Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll buy six episodes. Remember, the first season of Power right. was only six episodes. Right. So you make $25,000 an episode for six episodes. That puts you at one hundred and fifty dollars Okay? So now you, you see an actor on a show that you really, really like on this cable network. And you're like, yo, that was fire. I love this. This guy's killing it right now, right? What happens after season one? Ratings weren't that good. And you know what happens? The show gets canceled.
0: Can it? We've seen a lot of shows like that. Some that I even thought were pretty good shows. Absolutely. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that got canceled.
1: And I'm going to explain to you why a lot of those shows get canceled. You get $150,000. Of that $150,000, you automatically have to pay 10% to who? Your manager. Mm -hmm. If you have a manager. If you have an agent. Yeah. So... That's fifteen k there, fifteen k there. Right,
0: because manager and agent are two separate two different
1: things. things. Yep. two different things. So now you pay ten percent to your manager, ten percent to your agent. That's thirty thousand dollars gone of your one fifty. Mm-hmm. So now you're down to one twenty. Oh shit! You know what? You got to pay taxes. <laughs> right. Child. Say you're smart enough to open to to start an LLC and have an S corp and have a loan out company, which you should. Now you'll pay taxes on the one hundred and twenty k, not the one fifty, mm-hmm. but of that one hundred and twenty k, you're probably gonna pay because that's In the the top, I think that's in the top seventy five percent. That puts you like right at it, right? Yeah, because if you make one hundred and twenty k, you make you make a sufficient amount of money in America. Mm -hmm. They're gonna tax you that high rate of forty percent.
2: That's it.
1: So forty percent of that one hundred and twenty is forty eight thousand dollars. So subtract that one hundred and twenty, that forty eight. Now you're left with seventy two thousand dollars. Seventy two thousand dollars. You you might have just like yo, I'm on the show. Let me hire a stylist for this. Mm-hmm. Let me do this for that promo. Let me buy this for I'm that to market yep. You got to market yourself You're trying yes. to build things You hire a, a, a PR firm mm-hmm. To promote the show Create Pre- yep. PR firms If you're low Man. end PR firm 3,000 a month
0: I was about to say That PR bill threw me for a loop See what I'm saying I so said what
1: Where were we at? 78K Yeah So let's go We go on a three A three month tour run On the show So that's three That's 9,000 So now you're at 69K mm. you, you bought some clothes And stuff to do these red carpets Let's say about a 10K 10K, because now i want to a show. Which TV is like an show. investment. Yeah, it's an investment. Yeah. I have yeah. to look at this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when you put 10K into that 68, now it's down to $58,000, mm-hmm. right? Wait a minute. I still have to survive the rest of the year. <laughs> right. So let me save the rest of that. Right. You, you don't go on a trip. I'm not even going to say you went on a trip or you so bought anything. So what are anything. we left with after everything? $58,000. So
0: if you were to divide that by, say, let me pay my rent. Okay. Whatever your rent is for say, like 12 months.
1: Say you live in New York. Mm-hmm. Say you live in New York. Our apartment now in New York goes for over $4,000 yeah, a month. 4, but no, it. everybody doesn't need a, a, a three-bedroom. Mm-hmm. So let's say you live by yourself. You got a one-bedroom in New York. It's $2,500. Mm-hmm. $2,500 a month times 12 puts you at $30,000 a year. $30,000 a year. We have fifty eight dollars left. $28,000. Yeah. So you have $28,000 left for the year. Mm-hmm. You like, I'm good, right? I'm good. But now your show got canceled. Bruh. And now the following year, you're trying to get on to another show and you don't get on to that show. Mm-hmm. But you had $28,000 left and you still have to survive the next year mm-hmm. because you auditioned, you auditioned and you didn't get picked up as another series regular. Yeah, maybe you did some guest star work. Guest star work means you work two, maybe three episodes on a show. But if you, if you get top billing as a guest star you may get 9000 per episode and you there's no guarantee you get more than 2 or 3 episodes
0: remember we had a friend who was on the show and turns out his character recurred a couple i think i don't know if he was co-star or guest star but they made it so that however many times he recurred in the show to come out to film in Atlanta. So
1: this is what happened, and they're fighting against this, right? Because okay. I'm glad you, you bested, know who I'm talking I about. I know who you're talking about. I don't want to out him. No, right? of course not. But right. um, but, just the
0: situation of somebody that got a job and then had to stay with us to didn't try to save money because he couldn't yes. even afford a hotel room to stay.
1: So this is film. how this is how hard actors are working to just get opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was booked as a recurring. Character. Right. Now, they didn't say recurring guest star. Okay. Just for people to know, a guest star is someone who's, a recurring guest star, guest star is someone who's going to be throughout the episodes, maybe in about three or four scenes. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're a co-star, you're in one scene.
2: hmm
1: Right? Maybe two. And the second one ain't going to have no lines. You just be there. Right? right? They build it as a recurring character, but they didn't say recurring guest star. So they build it as a recurring, you go in the audition, they said they want local talent only. Mm-hmm. But you already know this. If you live in L.A. and you know somebody who lives in New York or Atlanta, Mm -hmm. yo, can I borrow your address so that I can use, so I can just get some work? I Mm -hmm. want to get some work. I I just want to get some credits so I can start to build my resume. Right,
0: which is allowed. You're allowed to say that you're willing to work as a local hire. So if I get an audition for something that films in L.A. and I really want to go for this, I live in Atlanta, but I'll say I'm willing to work work as a local local hire. hire. Yeah.
1: So what they'll tell you is bet. You get booked for the role. You find out that the role is a recurring co-star, not a recurring guest star, which means you get the SAG minimum for a day player, which is $900 for the day. You're only in that episode one One day, but you have to be in Atlanta for at least a week and a half to go to Mm pre-prep,
2: go through all your fittings, go
1: to a rehearsal, and then shoot. Mm -hmm. So now you have to pay for your own hotel. Or well, you have to pay for your own flight to get there because you're supposed to be what? A local hire. Right. You just got paid $900 to do this episode. But you had to pay for your hotel. I mean, you had to pay for your air flare there and back. Mm-hmm. If your person gives you a place to stay, cool. You don't got to worry about hotel. Right. But now you got to eat.
2: Right. Yeah. For
1: seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. So it cost you more money to get this role. Right. Than it did. For you to actually do the role, like you had to pay money to be right. on television. There was
0: no opportunity, really, other than of course just being the on opportunity,
1: TV. right? But people watch you on mm-hmm. this show every week because you're a recurring co-star, yep. and you have one scene with one line, so they think they
0: think oh you making money, you're balling, bro. Yep,
1: but you're not. Yeah. And there's a lot. There are a lot of actors living that life, and not for nothing. Kadeen and I were living that life when from 2014. Mm -hmm. which is my my 30th the year of my 30th birthday okay that's when I officially said to Gadeen I said yo I'm going to duplicate myself and and I want to talk a little bit about this I'm going to duplicate myself at the gym and teach people how to do my job at the gym Mm -hmm. so that I can go on more auditions so I can fully invest in being an actor full-time right and that's what I did you know what I'm saying I worked with Dolo told Dolo this is how I work with the kids I hired Rick I hired Kamal. I ended up moving the gym from Aviator to PacPlex, and I said, there's going to be a fully-fledged, full-service gym. I'm just not going to be the one doing all the service things so that I can go do my auditions, yep. Yep. right? From 2014 to 2018, I did guest star work, I did commercials, and I did co-star work. But most of my money came from me owning the gym. It didn't right. come from me being an actor. So yeah. it was about four years yeah. that I was going hard, mm-hmm. and I was making some money. The commercials, really good residual money.
0: Yeah.
1: Re- really, really good residual money. And it was a good balance because there were times when things weren't going so great at the gym. At the gym,
0: right. And All I had, had the summer times that were kind of like. You remember? Dry seasons for us. So we were new. But one thing I loved about you, and, and this is something you taught me just about being fiscally responsible, is is knowing when you get certain lump sums of money, how to disperse it, you know, and Man. not get excited about the lump sums that come in and think that we can have a field day with it because no. there are those dry seasons, especially when you're an entrepreneur. So
1: Kadeen and I, well, I made a, a promise to Kadeen at once she was able to cut back freelance. She would never have to go back to work full time. Mm -hmm. That was my promise to her because as my wife, I felt like she's dedicating herself and her body to give us children. I have to be able to dedicate something to her so that she can feel safe in this space, being able to cut back. Because imagine, just imagine your career is based on you being physically able to do it. Kadeem works in front of the camera, right? But every time you get physically able to go and do it, you get pregnant again because we want to have more kids. <laughs> and again. And, and again. <laughs> and right. the only person that you can rely on to make sure that you take care of them is the father of your of your children, the person who's asking you to have more children. Mm-hmm. And that person is not holding up their end of the bargain to make sure you're okay. That can become stressful
2: for, sure.
0: for,
1: for a woman. And yeah. I just felt like it was my responsibility to do that. And I appreciate
0: so, that so much about you.
1: <laughs> so when, when we were making... A lot of money Mm -hmm. when the gym was hitting and TV was hitting at the same time and Mm -hmm. my nonprofit organization was hitting and I was able to just make, uh, you know, lump sums of money. I always told myself I'm going to put money away Away. in in groups of threes. So if I made a lump sum of money, all of our bills for the next three months are going to be put to the side first. Mm -hmm. So, for example, our our rent at the time of the apartment was $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had one car. Mm-hmm. I would say the the total car payments for everything was about fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's thirty five hundred. The bills for the gym at the time were five thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. plus the employees employee salary. So we're looking at eighty five hundred plus the employee employee salary was an additional twenty five hundred a month. So it was about twelve thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Every time I got a lump sum of money, I would take like thirty six k. I would just put it in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then if I got another lump sum, I was just putting it in the bank. And before we knew it, we had a truckload of money, Right. but it was already accounted for. Right. It wasn't money that Kadeen and I could blow.
0: Absolutely not.
1: It was money <laughs> so that it was like, yo, if we ever get in a time Man, where, listen, where I'm remember. not booking yep. and the gym is off, we at least got six months I of, remember you of saying everything that. covered.
0: Yeah, like literally if I was like, yo, Kadine, if we don't make another dime after today, we're good for six months. Yes and that gave it that gave us some relief yes. yes but it also was like you know there's a time on that so we and kept pushing
1: there's a reason why we did that and we we're, we're going to do a full podcast the podcast is going to be called how bad was it no. <laughs> when we learned our lesson because we had ran out of capital and we had did some things to actually get some capital <laughs> And no, Knee wasn't stripping. I,
0: I no, mean, I wasn't stripping. Contrary to popular <laughs> demands, I was not stripping. I didn't have an OnlyFans. <laughs>
1: no. but if yeah. There was OnlyFans, or at listen, that time. There might have been yes, you. That might have had some I'll Ellis be, content on I'll that. I'd be
0: contemplating every day. <laughs> I said, how do we take this shit to the next level?
1: Facts. Yeah. Facts. Because uh, <laughs>
2: when
1: when ribs is touching, man, and you got to eat grits every day, man, sometimes <laughs> it's like, yo, let me just do this real quick. Facts. But during that time, especially when, when we were transitioning from the NFL mm-hmm. and, and building, I just learned so many smart ways to make sure that money is accounted for. And when this strike happened, Kadeem was like, "Yo, are we going to be all right?" And I was like, "You don't have to worry, babe.
0: It's about through this entire <laughs> my entire 20, almost 21 years with you, mm-hmm. one thing I will say. We've had ups, we've had downs, we've had moments within our relationship, like, mm-hmm. are we going to be together or not? But there was nothing from a perspective of, are we going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? I've never had to worry about that. Well, oh, that's
1: that's good to know. And I love know. and
0: appreciate you. appreciate you so much for that, because it didn't matter if we were at odds, it didn't matter right. where we were, right. we could not have been talking to each other, sleeping right. in separate rooms, but... I never feared that I was going to be left out to dry or alone.
1: That makes me feel good. I always want to make you feel safe. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's, and that's, that's a very important part of what we're talking about today. Chasing your dreams and feeling safe mm-hmm. because you never know mm-hmm. when a strike is going to come that's it. or when you're going to get cut yep. or, or mm-hmm. when the industry is just going to be on a downslope, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. important for people to recognize that this can happen in any industry, you know, and, and I'm going to be honest. I never thought for a second, that there would be months because I haven't worked since May
0: of oh, this year. You mean this currently? Year. Yes, currently.
1: Right. And in the past four years, mm-hmm. there has never been a three-month stretch where I haven't booked something. No, And that's you're right. that's shout out to God and the blessings He's given me. I have worked my ass off. for For people who don't know. I'm not just an Instagram or YouTube guy that wants to be an actor. Right. I am a trained actor. I did a two-year conservatory, two-year conservatory at Esper Studio. I got my bachelor's degree R. I. P. in speech. Mr. Communi- Esper. Yeah, R.I.P. Bill, man, William yeah. Esper, the goat. Uh, he was one of the creators and masterminds behind the Meisner technique. technique. Yeah, and uh, he's part of the reason why I've been able to advance and do well in that space because I studied his techniques. I worked directly with him Mm -hmm. uh, in his class for two years. And he taught me a lot, but also shout out to Hofstra. Got -hmm. my bachelor's degree in speech communications and performance and rhetorical studies. Uh, So being in TV film is something I've always wanted since I was a young child. And I knew it was going to be a hard road, right? When I met Kadeem when we Mm -hmm. were 18, when she asked me what I wanted to do, I told her, this, and Martin was on television, but I told her I had a financial plan because I didn't want to be what? A, a starving, starving artist.
0: A starving artist. starving yeah. artist. Like, I yeah. just did
1: not want to be a starving artist. And this goes for, for all artistry, you know, painters, yeah. rappers, singers, dancers, stuntmen. I was a stuntman for three years, mm-hmm. you know, as, as part of the Guild when I worked on Power uh, doing stunts for Omari Hardwick. Yeah. So I've done a ton of jobs, but... I also remember telling Kay that you have to have a financial plan to be an artist or be an entrepreneur. It's not just chasing your dream. You have to dream with a plan. For sure. So let's break down some of the nitty gritty things so you can understand when you hear people talking about this this strike. Right, right. right? Because of
0: course we're speaking about SAG AFSTRA because they're striking now in Deval yes. and IRA in the industry. However, um, if you are in any job, yes. it could be, you know, your eight-hour workday job. What is a labor union? A labor union is a group of two or more employees who join together to advance common interests such as wages, benefits, schedules, and other employment terms and conditions.
1: Now, this is important, right? And so many people don't know who's in charge of their labor. They, I mean, their labor union. They don't know who yeah. to call if they something if happens they have at work. A labor union. Right? They don't yeah. even know. Which is important to know because you can fight things on your job, like discrimination, unfair wages, unfair work practices, unfair conditions, mm-hmm. just by going to your labor union. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the whistleblower. Right? You just go to your union and be like, "Yo, take concerns. a look at this." Yeah, like, take because a look they at this. have
0: your interest at heart. A lot of times, you Absolutely. don't want to have to go to the hierarchies or you don't want to have to go to the people mm-hmm. in charge. Right? You want someone who will be in support of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we'll come with that lens versus the other. Um, and this ain't nothing new, y'all. Mm-mm. Since August twentieth, eighteen sixty six, the National Labor Union was actually founded then in Baltimore, Maryland, and it was the first attempt to create a national labor group in the United States. And one of their first actions was the first national call for Congress to mandate an eight-hour workday. So
1: I want—I just want to point something out to people who understand history,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Just—just just think about history. The National Labor Union was founded in 1866.
2: Mm-hmm. What, what else happened, happened around in, that? What happened I know, in 1865? I the same thing. What happened
1: in 1865, tell them, bro? Tell them. Well, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. It mm-hmm. took two years uh-huh. until June 19, 1865, when all slaves were considered free. Mm-hmm. And now, people actually had to work <laughs> to build their businesses. And the minute people had to actually work yeah. to build their own businesses. Let's create a Let's, labor union. Uh-huh. Doesn't that sound awfully coincidental? You know what I'm saying? I'm just I just want to put that out we there. We just
0: wanted to put two and two together in case you, you, know? you missed it. In case you <laughs> missed it. So labor unions were a pillar of the civil rights movement. Hmm. Hmm. we can ink. Many civil rights leaders you may know who helped shape the labor union Mary McLeod Bethune, um Bayard Rustin, A Philip Randolph, and Martin Luther King all worked with labor unions to create more equitable conditions for black workers in various industries. And we're
1: still fighting those same battles today. Duh. Of the 12,000 writers in the writer's strike, only 800 are African American.
2: Mm.
1: That's not crazy to you? Wild. Because, and and the reason why I want to bring this up too is when you're a black artist who are fighting, who is fighting for opportunities, Mm -hmm. if you don't have black writers writing for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How could they even find a role that fits, fits, your, you. fits you if the people who are writing don't, don't know to know write for you. you? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's yep. the same thing with producers, directors, yeah. everything. So yeah. there's, there's a reason why these labor unions are important. They're not just fighting for uh, equitable, fair labor practice for everyone, but mm-hmm. specifically yep. for black Americans. Because as you can see on the timelines, when they created labor unions— Labor unions were not created for black people. It is a fact that the, the people you mentioned here, Mary McLeod Bethune, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, had to fight, and it's especially um, A. Philip Randolph, had to fight to integrate labor unions so black people could be included mm-hmm. in the labor unions. Yeah.
0: That was an additional fight An, an
1: additional fight When you <laughs> right. First of all You have to fight To be a part of the union Then when yeah. you get To be a part of the union Fight for equality Within the union um, we, Child it was exhausting I watched Remember Here's an, another quick story Anecdote But uh, when I first retired From the NFL 2010 officially mm-hmm. We were looking For health insurance And before I knew That SAG Because I knew nothing About SAG And I didn't know SAG had health insurance mm-hmm. I was going to be A firefighter
2: mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And at that time, the you would have made a
0: fine ass.
1: Come on, baby, you know, you know, baby, I was that calendar would have been. We'd have been in there, man. You You'd know
0: what have saying? been the
1: cover man. April, baby, cover fighter. April Fool.
0: Then we'd been fighting in them covers.
1: <laughs> you fighting them covers? Mm. <laughs> Damn, you nasty. <laughs> You, know, so you, you just took my mom. I was going somewhere else. Listen, go go back. That's back the story now. Oh, a yes, firefighter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a firefighter yes. mainly because I could get health insurance, right. but also because I could work three days on and have four days off based right. on the way their cycles work. right? But I remember during that time in 2010, they were fighting, the Black Firefighters mm-hmm. Union were fighting for equal wages and discrimination because the five previous years before this union was created, um, studies had shown that once again, firefighters were being accepted into firehouses based on what is, what is the term I just used? Um, Oh my gosh. I just forgot the term. Oh man. Um, Oh, my gosh. Nepotism. Oh, okay. Built on nepotism. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I can help you, but okay. Yeah. If you notice the families in New York, oh. all of the families that ran the highs all had the same name. Ooh, yeah. And they were hiring their kids right. and their nephews and their right. kids' friends and their nephews' friends. And they were leaving out black firefighters. Mm-hmm. So by the time we came in, they were giving black fire, because the union fought and won their case against the fire department of New York, that all black firefighters who were hired during that time were going to be hired with five years Vested into it. So you didn't start at the starting pay. Mm. You started as if you had already worked for five, for five years. years. Okay. But that's something a union fought for right. to get black firefighters caught up to what they didn't get for all of those previous years. Right. I just wanted to use that example as to no, totally why it's sense. important, why unions exist.
0: Totally makes you know? sense. And if you're curious about what other industries in the United States have a union representation, this may be you and you don't even know it. Teachers. Public service workers like police and, like we said, firemen, mm. uh, transportation workers, including bus drivers and mm-hmm. rail workers, electricians, plumbers, uh, postal workers, just to name a few. So, if you don't know who your union is or your union rep is, now's a good time just to find out, just to know. And today, there are even non labor unions like the Debt Collective that focuses on collective actions to cancel student debt. Mm-hmm. Listen, tenant unions as well that focus on collective action to help guarantee safe and affordable housing for everyone. Yes. So that's pretty dope and good to know because I'm sure our listeners out there, somebody falls into any of those categories at any given moment. So.
1: But and, and we, we don't really want to make this whole episode about actors. Right. Because it's not about actors, no. but it's, it's about being an employee and being a worker, sure. right? There's so much emphasis now on people to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Just be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds nice right. to just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. But the truth of the matter is most entrepreneurs have to be a worker first, Yes, right? Unless you've inherited some funds to start your own business or, and you've inherited the knowledge to be able to run your own business and have your own business mm-hmm. make money, you have to work first.
0: How else are you going to learn how to run your own business? That Facts. was literally what I did with Matt Cosmetics. Facts. My goal and my aim and my passion was not makeup artistry. Mm-mm. I kind of fell into it in a recession, enjoyed it, got to meet people, and then saw the opportunity to no longer work for uh, mm-hmm. a company and then use the knowledge that I gained to then use, make my own company. Yes. Right? So do you remember I was moving up fairly quickly when I worked at Matt Cosmetics.
1: As you've always done.
0: In the latter. And, and no, no,
1: this is, I'm, I'm, don't, I'm only pointing this out and this is not to brag on you, but ever since I've known you, you've been an overachiever, right? When we first moved into the dorm, and I keep saying we, we were not together. But I say <laughs> we because I'm used to doing everything together. Right. When we first moved into the dorm at Hofstra, you hated your roommate and you asked, how could I get my own single? They say you should register to be an RA. You registered to become an RA and won RA of the year. And then you were just like, okay, this room is small, but I want my own like suite. Then they were like, well, you can be an AD. Then you registered to be an AD and won AD of the year. Then you was like, wait, I can get my education paid for if I become an RD. Mm-hmm. You registered to become an RD. And we an can RD. have an apartment on okay We had our this. own apartment, but you won <laughs> what? RD, RD of, of the year. year. The yeah. same thing. When you started in Matt Cosmetics... You were third key? No, not even a third key. You were. A
0: I was just a part-time 18, artist. Eighteen-hour artist, yeah. Like He's not a part-time artist. artist, yeah. Then and then within full-time six artist. Months, well, not even. I went from a a, a, six, a part-time artist to a third key. Third key, a key holder, pretty key much, holder, yeah. which is like the lowest level of management. Right. But it was a full-time job, and it gave me
1: health benefits, benefits, health insurance, and that's yeah, why you hung on to it, which was ultimately what I wanted. Yeah.
0: And then after that six months, within a year, I was promoted to an assistant manager. Assistant manager. Was it was just the same there. thing. But I learned so much in that time. Right. I was not only learning the artistry side of things, but I learned how to read p I learned how to, you know, do events to make money. I learned how to do contracts. You were like, part of the
1: impact team? I was part of the
0: impact team. Mm-hmm. I was pushed as an artist. So then that gave me the latitude to then say, you know what? I can kind of do this on my own and yep. start my own little side business here. And then that gave me the flexibility to become a freelance artist, to keep my toe in the industry and work across couple hours here and there in the store but I was doing majority of my work outside of it so that's how the cookie crumbles And I for will me. say this
1: kudos kudos to you um because you had a plan to go in there and learn and you learned mm-hmm. and then because we worked together you were able to take the leap of faith and go out on your own when I was able to establish myself. Yeah part of the reason why I'm bringing that up is because in times of strikes like mm-hmm. this or work stoppages mm-hmm. when you have a spouse yeah and one is Busting their ass to get something done and say, for example, you're not working. You can be a support system to that person mm-hmm. in that time to mm-hmm. help them. Yeah. Right. But the most important thing is when you're working. Right. Don't just be a worker. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just clock in the work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Say, man, I know what time I'm getting off. Don't help build the business mm-hmm. and then leave. Mm mm-hmm. Right, that's you're not helping yourself as an employee. Mm-hmm. It's it's important and imperative that you learn every aspect of the business mm-hmm. because if you really want to be an entrepreneur, being a worker is not is not a shortcoming. All it is is a paid education.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Paid education. Learn as much as you can about the business. You know how many people I know who started working in electricity as an electrician and now I have my own company.
0: Very true. How did you
1: have your own company? Very well, true. I started to notice once I was going to all of these houses, I noticed how they took the invoices, how they submitted payments, how they committed sales. And I said, you know what? These are now my clients. Yeah, i have the ones that's been in contact with them. Mm-hmm. So let me start my own company. And then they started soliciting to those same people and said, hey, if you're looking for an electrician now, I started my own company. You know, mm-hmm. you're used to me. But it only happens if you learn first. Mm-hmm. The best way you can learn is going through your union.
2: Yeah,
1: I learned so much about uh, labor agreements and contracts through the NFLPA. Oh, yeah, I started to learn how much we deserved and how much we weren't getting, and I learned a lot about business through the NFLPA, going to events the NFLPA had. It's not just a union where I pay dues every month. No. They have events where I can learn about stuff. For example, Tiffany and Steve got their master's degrees Oh yeah, the through a program that was offered through the NFLPA.:
0: Right. And if you don't even know, you see what I'm saying, that's a possibility or a luxury, essentially extended to you, then you can never take advantage of it.
1: When I took Jackson to go speak at USC, mm-hmm. I think it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke in front of some NFL greats. Mm-hmm. These guys were working on second career plans. Guess who offered this opportunity for them to learn their second career plans? The NFLPA. Your union.
0: That's who you're still in touch with. Your union. So
1: so ultimately, this whole episode is about getting in touch with your union if you work, Mm -hmm. learning about your business through your union so Mm -hmm. that if you have a work stop or something, you can find all the benefits. I've also had friends who got what? Received uh, payouts for concussions.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, um, extended dental coverage for their family. Like through, there was so through many your unions, yeah. Through your
1: unions. Yeah. So, so take shout out to the union. Shout out to sag After. Shout out to the WAG. Yeah. For uh, for you know, coming together and right. deciding that they were going to put their their feet down mm-hmm. collectively mm-hmm. and fight for uh, equity and equality for all of us. And uh, we want to ask everyone here to. Continue to watch your favorite shows. Yes, would let them know that you're only watching for the actors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that part. and the writers. And remember, I mentioned that silver cloud in the show opening. The silver lining, not the cloud. The silver lining around this cloud is that we've just been happy to have you home for a little bit. I think that this gate, this was God's way of, for at least for our family, God's yeah. way of saying, you know what, DeVal, you need a little time Little at break. home so the week you were supposed to be yeah. filming zatima you actually were able to go away with your family the first
1: family trip i would able to make yeah
0: devout side of family five years in five years um and that was awesome because you know had you been working which would have been great of course um to get that income you would have missed out on some really great moments with the family so we've been happy to have you home and uh we love you and we we're standing with you
1: Ten toes down. My, ten let me tell down. you, my team, my home team, man, they stand ten toes down. Uh, we are missing a little bit of that boys. money. That money is good. It would have been two more seasons of television films And that for time. For those
0: watching, you can see my eyes <laughs> starting to twitch, okay? But yeah. that just reminds me of um, the times that we've had to endure before. Yeah. And just making sure that we're being responsible. I just feel more comfortable this time around versus the whole NFL time yeah. when we lost out. Just knowing that we've prepared for moments like this. Yes. Um, and we've so. also
1: prepared a table that we can continue to uh, create content for sure, and also make some money through right. real estate, mm-hmm. uh, through the podcast, through book sales. Like yes. that, and that's also a message we want to sell to tell people: if you're an artist and you get in an opportunity, you're you getting an opportunity to. Stand on a platform. Mm -hmm. Utilize that platform to create other sources of revenue. For sure. So that you never find yourself in need at any point. And
0: thank y'all for continuing to support the Ellis family.
1: Yeah. We love y'all, man. We
0: love y'all. All All right. We're going to take a quick break and get back into Listener Letters.
1: During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered
0: when I'm talking about style I mean personal style There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the crocs to make them unique You can dress up your crocs to match your mood to match your personality to fit the occasion And you can change them up day to day
1: I mean ultimately you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style And now let's talk about comfort You know It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
0: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
1: You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
0: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this near yes near the og that i used for years has now leveled up and they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing my personal favorite Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Okay, baby. All right, darling. We're back for yeah. another round of listener letters. Let's see yeah. what y'all have for us today. We'll go first. Um, sure. Hey, Deval and Cadine, I love you and your family, what you all represent. Hi, hi. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, funny mom. story I saw you guys at my son's AAU basketball game, and I froze like Kadim with Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. My husband had to speak to Deval because I was so nervous. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, since so you said to say hi. Yes, yeah, but I know up. sometimes I'll be looking really unapproachable. If you see me look like that at my son's games, it's only because I'll be so focused on him She's and an nobody AAU else. Mom mode, I'm like, AAU mom, football mom, take it very seriously. And I really just have tunnel vision, so I'm not trying to be mean or dismissive, y'all. She's really not. i just be in the zone, I promise. Um, But I digress. My issue is I am 36 years old, married for the second time to my 38-year-old husband, and I have a 16-year-old son from my previous marriage. Mm -hmm. My husband has no children. We've been married for a year now, and he keeps insinuating that he may want a child of his own. But while we were dating, he said he was fine either way. As the years went by, I decided I didn't want to start over. Mm. My son is almost an adult who wants to go back to diapers. I understand, (laughs) girl. But I feel selfish if I expect him to go without having the experience of being a dad. Mm. However, I also feel justified because he never stated not having a child was a deal breaker. What should I do? How could we compromise? Any advice would mm. help? Ooh, mm. that's tough. So you were kind of wishy-washy with your answer there. So
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> like you said, it was never they both really... Were. A, they both were. Because yeah. he said he may or may not. And yeah. you said, well, I might or might not. Yeah. Um, and you're 36? Yeah. 36. You have a 16-year-old and, and starting over.
1: Two years, he will be out the house. He'll
0: literally be out of the house.
1: And if she starts getting pregnant now, which means... Uh, She would be at the same age we were with Dakota. With
0: Dakota, yeah. 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 And the, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that my pregnancy was difficult. It wasn't. It was just more the aftermath. Right. You know, as you get up there in age. Um,
1: the geriatric pregnancy. Don't I Don't you-
0: disrespect.
1: <laughs> she had the geriatric.
0: As 30 plus something year old. She was in there with a
1: cane like. Rrr,
0: <laughs> Rrr. Bruh. My womb about to um, fall out. I don't know. (laughs) So stupid. So if I was in this position, right, and I was thirty six, my husband thirty eight, and I'm thinking about like, well, Jackson's only twelve, but still starting over again. Because essentially, once we were done with Kaz, I was like, man, I'm thirty three years old, done with my kids at thirty three. Like, I wouldn't technically have to start over. Yeah. But if I were in your position and I have my now second husband, who I'm so deeply in love with, Mm. I feel like I would want to know what child together with him would be like like what would the product of this love be and that's probably coming from the emotional mushy side of things and not maybe the 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 (laughs) realistic side of like going back to diapers and starting over again because girl when I look at it you'll be 38 and free like you can travel you can do whatever you want how about y'all sit down and do a list of pros and cons together
1: I was going to say the same thing. I you said, know,
0: like, weigh out the options.
1: There's no there's no right or wrong way to answer yeah. this. But the only way to rectify this is having constant conversations. For and sure. that's what marriage is. And to be For honest,
2: sure.
1: him changing his mind or you changing your mind isn't a bad thing. Right? When y'all met and y'all were dating, even if he said he didn't want kids, but now that y'all together, he wants to have kids, people are entitled to change their they mind. They are. The same way you're entitled to say... I'm not cool with that. But y'all have to have that conversation. As as long as you guys keep your thoughts to each other, y'all never find a solution. Mm -hmm. But if y'all can sit down and say, yo, I feel like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not pregnancy. Maybe it's adopting. But if he's saying he wants to know what it's like to be a father. Right. And maybe he wants to know what his gene pool will look like with you because he doesn't have any children. Mm -hmm. Ask him how important it is to him. Ask him the truth. Don't say, babe, what do you think? And he says, I don't know. Maybe. No. Do you want to have a child or not? Yeah. You know, do yeah. you want to have a child or not? And like Kadeem said, weigh out the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Definitely point out the fact that this will be a geriatric pregnancy, mm-hmm. which means that there are you know higher risks of certain things. I don't know if
0: you can say geriatric pregnancy anymore.
1: Why you can't say that?
0: Because it's like, it's not like it's derogatory or anything, but it just, it'd be making women feel away. I know when I told my doctor, somebody told me I was geriatric. She was like, don't you ever let people label you as geriatric because so you're 36.
1: That is a clinical <laughs> term used by scientists. Now you're telling me y'all can't. You know you can't say nothing no more. You can't say nothing no more. But
0: so we know what it is. We
1: won't say geriatric. If you're going to have old bitch pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If you're going
0: to have an old
1: ass <laughs> decrepit pregnancy. You're so stupid. No. I just, I, I just, I, I want to, I'm very big on maternal health because I yeah. watch you go through everything. Yeah. Yeah. We can't act like having a baby past 35 doesn't put a woman's health yeah, at risk at a higher risk you it's know we true. can't act like that's not a thing so it's true. that has to be something that is discussed yep you know yep and do what you want don't let nobody else make you feel like
0: listen you know you
1: are you you being judged if you want to have a kid or if you don't y'all talk about what y'all want to do and do what's best for y'all Baby. that's the whole
0: fact i have a you know friend saying? of mine who's in her second marriage she has two children her husband has two children that they came into the marriage with that's four children total Mm -hmm. and they are now debating about having a child together because why they love each other that much what would our child look like together like they can they can do that because i'm like all right well cool some people might say well damn you want that fifth kid that's too many kids anytime you start listening to outside noise that's when things get really convoluted so have the conversation sit down with hubby make those lists of pros and cons And then let us know how it goes.
1: But talk to each other. For sure. You know, ain't no wrong answer and continue loving on each other. I'm glad you found a husband that's gonna love you and he clearly loves your son yes the same way for him to be that type of guy so he'll probably be a really really good father for sure and shout out to y'all man we appreciate y'all yes. y'all see me at an AAU game say what up uh, yep you say know because we love y'all <laughs> and of course I was only joking about old bitch pregnancy but Kay gonna <laughs> tell me I can't say geriatric so I don't <laughs> know. no that
0: might have just been my doctor because I'm my doctor you, back in New York she was very much like feminist don't let them do that don't let them call you that don't let them put a label on you and I'm like alright girl you better empower me <laughs> meanwhile I ended up with a postpartum <laughs> Because
1: yeah. <laughs> you had an old bitch pregnancy, exactly. Me, and, no, here's the crazy part when we used to go for checkups and stuff, right? I remember when we first used to go with Jackson, mm-hmm. we were the young kids in there, we were 26, yeah, you know, we, we were in there just like you know, you watching, know watching people, mm-hmm. but then now I'm like, I'm happy it was COVID because I couldn't go with you because I was just like, man, I don't want nobody looking at me like, who this old ass <laughs> nigga in here, <laughs> David,
0: you still looking
1: like a young, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate it. You love me too much. All right,
0: on to the second one.
1: Yes. So, where to start? LOL. Whenever they start there, it's not going to be crazy. All right. First, let me tell you, (laughs) me and my newly married husband love you and your wife. Thank you so much. We love y'all back. My husband is currently incarcerated and has been since he was 16 years old and will be coming home next year. Wow. We have a hard time communicating crazy, right? Since that is a major part of our relationship. I can be a strong black woman with not always allowing him to lead or my mouth is deadly when upset.
2: Mm.
1: Now my husband is amazing even through our distance. We are still reading your book and listening to the podcast because we are really wanting to find our peace in our marriage. We want to better understand we came from two different backgrounds. uh, We want to better understand we came from two different backgrounds. I'm just hoping before he comes home that we are able to communicate better because him coming home after all these years Will already be its own battle and I don't want us to be a part of that battle. What tips can you give us about improving our communication? Well, shit, I'm going to be honest. She already pointed out some things that she know about herself uh-huh. and she knows about him. Self-awareness. That's the first step is, is self-awareness.
0: Right. And how are you now going to curtail these things? Yeah you know these 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 traits that you may have or these qualities or these uh you know moments with the deadly mouth when upset how can you now Kay got a curb deadly that? mouth too I sure do she
1: be sucking souls um <laughs> I'm sorry y'all couldn't I couldn't help myself I couldn't help <laughs> he it He can never help I himself I help it. But I uh help you're
0: welcome <laughs> So uh that, <laughs> but but now that you know that these are the things that may insinuate a fight or an argument or make things hard for him to then communicate or reciprocate communication, you may have to find a way to kind of hold it down and maybe ask questions or within conversation, speak in a tone in a manner in which you're actually um, encouraging conversation from him. Because there's been times recently with DeVal, for example, say we get into a little spat that I have chosen not to raise my voice. Or not to fly off the handle because I just say, you know what? I know if I do, it's just going to go far left. And to avoid that, I sometimes bite the bullet where I want to just, you know, essentially jump out the window with it. And I I don't.
1: Sometimes she does. About 5%. Sometimes. Most of the time, the other 95%, I got to remain calm.
0: I think we both have to remain calm. I think it's very 50-50 right now.
1: That's how you feel, babe? That's
0: exactly how I feel. I'm going to let you have that. Thank you.
1: See how I just did that?
0: See how we did that? Prime <laughs> example. Prime example. But, no. but also, too, I think within the, um, the constraints that they have now with him being incarcerated. Yes. You know, you're, you are going to have to reacclimate to what life is going to be like together. But sometimes a lot of communication is just in eye contact, body language. Yeah, but. Like being in the same room with each other. He's
1: been incarcerated. They haven't had that type of relationship. Knowing his body language and stuff like that, he, she doesn't really know. Meaning
0: that they're going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn. Yeah. Which,
1: which is exciting.
0: Yeah. But
1: it can also be scary. Yeah. But also, you also have to understand if he's been incarcerated since he was 16. Yeah. You have to understand that. I don't know how old he is. She didn't say, but how long ago was that? And where was his mind at that yeah. point when he was incarcerated? So be, be open to knowing that however old he is now mm-hmm. that he's out that 16-year-old person is still going to be more prominent Mm -hmm. because that's who he was when he went inside.
2: That's true. And
1: she's probably helped him a lot Mm -hmm. develop because he has a reason to work and do all these different things. So just be able to have empathy and don't expect him to be the version that you want him to be. Right. Right, especially not out the way. Mm -hmm. Accept him for who he is and see if that works for you. Because
0: I'm sure on both sides, um, there's going to be a lot to unpack yes for both of you um and like you said transitioning to now even being together in the same space and living together but i do wish you guys the best yeah um and i think that if you guys were able to stay together within um this current situation absolutely that there's definitely a great promise for moving forward because at the root of all of this is genuine care it seems like in
1: love bro imagine if all you have is communicating because you can't see each other
0: yeah and the yeah. frustration that comes with not even being together, because we you know even what I'm had saying? that sometimes. We had that a lot. Like, if DeVal's away filming for six weeks, and I can't hightail it to wherever he she is going to going crazy. See him, I be going
1: crazy. She be going crazy. I be like, Kadeem, calm down, okay? Let me tell you It's y'all, only six weeks. I'll be home soon.
0: DeVal. Deval That's what I be saying. DeVal be cutting up. When he's away, and God forbid, I don't have enough communication, or I'm not calling enough, or he what? can't FaceTime me or me? get me because I'm running around with me? the kids. He is a whole big ass baby. Me, DeVal.
1: Me, To Me,
0: DeVal. Yes, you answer the
1: fucking phone when I call you, especially yes, when we're away. When we away for six weeks and I call you, answer the phone.
0: Right, as I'm juggling your four okay. children and everything, in between, be and everything be in between. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Be <laughs> that just goes to show lack of distance. You ever heard of FTK? What? FTK. Don't tell me that. Don't. <laughs> I know what that acronym is, and you're not going to tell me to fuck them kids.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. They'll be all right. <laughs> Daddy calling you Daddy calling you Answer the phone Oh my goodness but Well nah, good luck answers. to you sis Good luck sis. to
0: you I pray that, that everything Works out for y'all And that you can um, Get your man You know in your <laughs> arms again And y'all can Get that communication flowing Alright y'all If you want to be featured As one of our listener letters Email us at Deadassadvice At gmail.com
1: That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S A-D-V-I-C-E At gmail.com
0: Alright We're talking Moment of truth We're talking about The SAG After Strike Only because it's timely To what's happening Yes Now But also just Labor unions in general yes. and um what that looks like For everybody Within their respective fields So do yeah. you have a moment of truth You want to wrap um, us up Yeah with? my
1: moment of truth I'm going to speak directly to my entrepreneurs, okay. uh, my artists, okay. uh, people who, who like to live freely. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important to have some structure in your life. Mm-hmm. In times like this, when living freely means that you may not have any income for an extended period of time, creating a source of structure financially uh, through other streams of revenue or other businesses will help you have a, a, a safe transition during this time or mm-hmm. even just feel comfortable existing in a different space without your main source of income. Mm-hmm. So continue to just evolve as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, but have a financial plan while chasing your dreams.
0: Definitely. Definitely. You never want to get caught with your back against the wall and no other options. Um, I think my moment of truth is regardless of what field you're in, because we gave a list of so many fields that have labor unions and people mm-hmm. who are there to be, um, your voice or to, you know, stand in solidarity with you. If you have an issue on the job, mm-hmm. um, just know that you have to find out what that is. What does that look like for you in your respective job? If yeah. you're working that eight hour work day, um, you know, if you are a, a civ- civ- civil servant and you're working, you know, post mm-hmm. office or whatever it is, um, know what your union looks like and know what's offered to you. Yeah. A lot of times, you know,
1: there's so many benefits. There's
0: so many benefits out there that can help you. And it doesn't have to be within a strike. It can just be on a regular day to day. You can get some sort of perk or some sort yeah. of benefit from a union. So no more. You get more. So you can do more.
1: Ooh, All right. I like it.
0: All right, y'all. And if you have not as yet, be sure to join us on Patreon. We have so much more to offer there more long-form content of the Ellis's our family uh be sure to find us there with for more exclusive deadass podcast video content as well and we have some stuff that we're cooking up y'all yeah the actually this t-shirt that I'm wearing today yeah is a gift from one of our supporters that came to one of our deadass live podcast shows mm-hmm. this past go-round last February or February that just passed and what does it say babe
1: let me let me read it me read what my see. t-shirt says Looking at titties But alright um, Mom of not one Not two Not three But four Whole boys That's fire
0: Amazing Amazing So so That's sorry I, I couldn't shout out The actual person's name Or the company name Because you know There was a lot going on But I do have the shirt And I love it And thank you If you're watching And you're listening
1: And where's my shirt
0: They might have given you A shirt too We had to go look it up
1: we Where's have, my shirt man
0: Yeah we appreciate all this. You're so stupid You probably didn't get A shirt though
1: Tired of y'all giving Kate gifts and not giving me no gifts, man. <laughs> you had gifts, I'm going to start setting on people in the live shows, man. Next time we have a live show, if you get Kate a gift and I don't get a gift, I'm taking a gift.
0: <laughs> Bring the man his flowers, please.
1: Facts. I'm Bring the playing, man his flowers. not playing no games.
0: But I said all that to say, we love to see y'all's faces in the seats when we have our live shows. And we are cooking up something so insanely special for y'all. Oh, yeah, it's
1: not going to be. For our it. next oh, round of gosh. tours.
0: Coming up at the top of the year, so stay tuned. You want to join Patreon to get the exclusive content and access to those tickets when they drop. So do that and continue to follow us on social media. Deadass the podcast on Instagram and for me, Kadeen, I am
1: and I am deval And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: Deadass.
1: Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at DeadassThePodcast and never miss a thing.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.